Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to waste all my all my good shit. Your good material. Okay. <laughs> Ty, how fucked up are you on a scale of one to ten right now? No, I'm probably about a. I just ate a Kit Kat, some ice cream. Okay, that wasn't like a judgment. You can be as fucked up as you want to or not, because we'll, we'll just. I'm jealous because I thought yeah. that was a carrot and some hummus. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, see, I, the thing is. Like, I know when you did that other appearance, you're like, oh, very professional and like really, really good. And like, you don't have to do that here unless you want to. <laughs> no, I'm just, what, what, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you just want to be wildly, you know, unprofessional, great. We'll just make fun of it and it'll be you know, entertaining for people to listen to. Because I want to be unprofessional and funny, but clearly I've landed the role as like the straight man. And I don't mean that in like a heterosexual fashion. I mean, like, you know, as that far too. as the content. Yeah, well, that too. Well, I mean, for a straight man, I've heard you offer to suck a guy's dick like many, many times. <laughs> many times. Yeah, many that's times. that's the joke. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you offer to do it more than I do. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm pretty comfortable with my sexualities. I have no problem making you know, jokes about it. anyway, it's that's not important, but yeah. Anyway. Hey man, sex workers work. Yeah. Oh wait. You know what? Can I grab a beer? I think I deserve a beer. Yeah. I mean, I usually want I'm gonna go get, get that beer. I'm gonna grab my vape. It's probably charged. You. <laughs> hey, this is D Knight. This is Carol. This is Ty. And you're listening to the Pardon the Insurrection podcast, where yet again the insurrection will be taking a back seat because we had a wonderful event yesterday that we will have the opportunity to celebrate on the podcast called uh, the State of the Union Address. If you're not familiar with that, um, shit, I don't know where the fuck you've been for like the entire history of America, but, you know, presidents do that shit every year. Well, I mean, I guess apart from their inaugural address when they're elected, uh, it was a doozy for sure. I thought we should mention just by the by, this is our 46th episode. Which happens to be oh. the, uh, the number associated with Joseph Robinette Biden's nice. residency. That's right. He's the 46th president. So we are going to dedicate this State of the Union episode to our favorite current U.S. president, <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> Let's go 46. Yeah, 46 episodes in. We just figured it'd be the appropriate time to... Get away from some of the dark, depressing news and and celebrate our fucking victories. Cause man, oh man, has this guy been racking them up. But first, let's let's get to the State of the Union address. Um, Carol, were you very impressed with Biden's performance at the State of the Union? Was did you think this was one of his best speeches so far? Oh my goodness, yes. I was very impressed. He was so sharp and calculating he had a plan or it was perfect even if he didn't have a plan wow he was able to work so quickly and well off the cuff and <laughs> i think people who support him were impressed and i think people who don't support him were um, begrudgingly impressed <laughs> you don't say no that's perfect one of my favorite moments from the speech of course and i mean i guess this this will probably go without saying it, it's probably everyone's favorite moment from the speech is is when he tricked republicans into being like oh we support medicare 
and social security and we're not going to cut those things like i gotta pee <laughs> okay the audience so. deserves to know how quickly ty goes to the bathroom no we're not telling people she peed we did that <laughs> we, sorry. we've already done that but ty doesn't pee <laughs> we've done that bit already okay. all right so i gotta tell you my favorite part about the entire speech and i'm sure everyone shares the sentiment is is when first of all biden set up republicans he's nailing trump to the wall about how he ran up the deficit in his four years in office. And then as, as the hecklers arise and they're booing, booing president Biden, he, he ropes the men and lures the men like a, like a, like he's at the rodeo with the, with the bull and the red flag. And he's like, here you go, guys. And then starts talking about Republicans plans for the future. As far as the debt ceiling goes, now they plan to use that to negotiate cuts for Medicare and Social Security. He's like, oh, no, who would want that? And, and and by the end of it, he's like, oh, you know, if you support our seniors and you support Medicare and Social Security, like, stand up, stand up. Come on, guy. And they get up and they're clapping for it. And he's like, well, so I guess that means we won't be cutting that shit. And everybody's like, oh, fuck, what do we just do? Yeah, it was great. Great moment. And it was great because he could say, this is unanimous. Oh, great. So it's unanimous. Yeah, he unanimous gets- consent. <laughs> he oh, gets man. to throw his expert negotiation skills and bipartisanship in their face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look. In- I'm so much more fucking bipartisan than you shits are. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. And look, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, Biden's too old. Well, clearly one thing you get with, in some cases, with with age is experience. And this motherfucker probably is the most experienced politician of our times, maybe apart from Nancy Pelosi. I mean, just just given his length of service in Congress and as vice president for eight years. I mean, the motherfucker clearly knows what he's doing. I don't want to say we should set an age limit for presidents uh but i you know i understand the argument but like if there was ever a counter example of like the benefits that come with age i mean biden is it biden biden is it for sure uh by the way what the fuck was kristen kirsten cinema wearing it was appeared to be some sort of dress I thought she was like a lemon meringue pie or something. I didn't know what the, what was good. I mean, not, and I hate to disparage women because of their looks. I'm just, that's not what I'm doing here. But like, if you like fucking Google the thing, just in case you didn't see it, like, I, I don't know. She looked like some sort of, I don't know. It something. was a very closely fitted satin, uh, bright yellow satin sheath dress with puffy, these like big puffy, dramatic sleeves that was really like a party dress but whatever <laughs> i'm explaining it i'm just, I, <laughs> yeah it's really difficult to describe a pictures worth 10 or 15 words it's a it's difficult to describe uh she looked like she could have been engaging in some sort of like entertaining performance for children at like a theme park or something i mean the shit was absolutely absurd i don't know what was going on with that also <laughs> <laughs> we gotta tell ty hey you gotta wait until we're like halfway finished before you pop your edibles girl because you just be off the rails here yeah she can't hold her shit i never thought i'd be in a group of three where i was the second biggest pothead <laughs> uh, 
Hey, well, hey, wait, who is the first? No, I'm kidding. Um, Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, but it's also not true. I mean, I just have a much higher tolerance than she does. Yeah, you do. And like, I assume you consume daily. Uh, I yes. imagine. I, t- I also took some edibles. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, well, the thing is, when you when you partake, um, you seem to be more functional. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Don't hit me. It's a joke. Please don't beat me up. Do I look upset? No. <laughs> You're smiling at the idea. Hey, you know who probably does need a fucking edible? You? I'm going to go with Marjorie Trailer Trash Green. <sighs> um, she needs to chill the fuck out. Yeah, she does. You know, she says she hates being in Congress. It's like th- been miserable for her. Like, girl, same. It's been miserable <laughs> for us. <laughs> We too would like it if you resign. Like, please quit. Feel free. I will, I will grit my teeth through a girl's day with her to get her to quit. <laughs> She's you just need a girl's trip. I'll I will help you go away. To uh, yeah, I'm certainly I'll certainly be happy if she decides that uh, Congress is not for her. Get us one step closer to getting the majority back in the House. Be fantastic. But yeah, uh, you know one of Biden's biggest hecklers last night. Um, in case you missed it, uh, she she couldn't help herself. Uh, completely out of control. And and one thing you've noticed if you were watching is um Kevin McCarthy squeamishly sitting behind President Biden as as Biden is railing the GOP from behind like Ron DeSantis with those teenage <laughs> girls he was taking pictures with as he was drinking. Ooh. Um ooh, sorry, my bad. Um it's a little harsh. Uh yeah, McCarthy up there trying to get people to shush and making faces. But they just couldn't help themselves. Like, and, and it's, it's impossible. And his position is impossible because he's basically giving away, he's giving away all his power in exchange for the title of House Speaker. He's, he's basically speaker in name only. <laughs> speaker in name only. God, English is so hard when it's your first language. Holy shit. <laughs> it was fine the first time. No one would have noticed. No one would noticed. Yeah, it was. I also like his. He, it's obvious he stood in front of the mirror and practiced his like. This is such a stupid speech face, um, <laughs> yeah. McCarthy. That is, he's like, like they they all do that. They have like this very dramatized, dramatized, whatever. Uh, bored face and incredulous face, and it—I don't know if you noticed that on him. No, I like to refer to it as the the Tucker Carlson, except Tucker Carlson is like levels beyond anyone else in the history of making these dumb, perplexed faces. Uh, yeah, but I was—I I noticed it, but like you could also like watch him like turn his head to the side and be like, <laughs> as if it's these fucking morons were going to follow his lead. Yeah, of course not. And the best part of it is like, as President Biden is like drawing attention to the biggest flaws in their party, like what you would want most is for everyone to just shut the fuck up and just let it move on past it. But no, they want to like draw as much attention to it as possible. Great job, guys. Y'all are fucking idiots. Fucking yeah, he idiots. really, uh, they really helped him write his material. <laughs> they really did. It's like, like the speech notes are like, wait for really stupid fucking comments and heckling. 
okay. No. <laughs> well, you say that, but like in the speech notes, like the part where he was telling them like to stand up, that was in there. But like the whole, the part where he like corralled them into like negotiating the budget in the middle of his fucking speech, some shit I've never seen before. Like some, that's some totally. I mean, I've never seen any shit like that in my life. Like that was all improv. It was basically like a fucking comedy session mixed with like some master negotiation type shit. That was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, I One was of the very, mo- very impressed. Yeah. Very much. So, um, Oh, it's funny too. Okay. So as I was watching the state of the union, I was, I was out at a restaurant sitting at the bar, um, having myself a drink. Um, ironically is, you know, waiting on the, on the Laker game and, and some gentleman and, and by gentlemen, I use that term loosely, uh, started making comments as he saw Biden on, on the television screen. Oh, that's, that's the president quote unquote, huh? And then he basically turned into like, he, he, he might as well have been in the house of representatives as a Republican. He, Cause he turned into a heckler in the fucking restaurant talking about like, you know, Biden's incompetent and has dementia and can't even remember his fucking name and called, you know, he slipped and called Kamala the president once. And, you know, me being who I am typically would have just destroyed this person as he was speaking like, oh, yeah, Biden's so incompetent, huh? Well, you know, it, it's funny you say that if, if you think Biden's a mental patient. Well, don't you think it's rather ironic that Trump couldn't even be the fucking mental patient, get the fuck out. But because of the restaurant I was at, um, of at which I am friends with, with some of the staff, you know, I refrain from causing a ruckus, you know, just out of out of care for them. <laughs> well, yeah, he I'm sure had he uh, had that, I don't know, mental acuity to pay attention to the State of the Union address. Had he seen the way Biden corralled these Republicans into doing exactly what he wanted, I mean, I feel like he would have shut the fuck up. Anyway, that's an aside. Um, another one of my favorite moments from the speech, and this one's a little bit more heart wrenching, is um, you know, the the moment that he brought up Tyree Nichols and you know, dressed their family and and police brutality. And and even yeah, this might be the only time I've ever seen a president mention the talk. Um, Carol, you have kids. I don't know if you'll ever have to have the talk with them. <laughs> um, because that that's because Carol can pass as white. <laughs> I'm black, by the way. In case you didn't know, um, this is a podcast, not a visual medium. But yeah, for all of, all of you out there. No, but that was um. As tough of a conversation as it is, like it was also, I mean, and the situation is terrible. And we just can't, I can't stress that enough. It was heartwarming to see that we have a president who actually cares about these things, who actually cares about, you know, his constituents, who cares about the citizens, who cares about people's lives, who cares about people dealing with the trauma and pain that comes with losing someone you care about whether that be your children or not. I mean, this, and I'm sure this hits exceptionally close to home for the president already having lost, you know, his child and numerous members of his family. Yeah. I mean, he's empathy is one of his great strong suits for sure. Um, 
And he's does a really good job of evoking that in others, I think. Well, <laughs> some others. Some people others. Who are, some right. others. Well, they, they didn't sit down um, through those parts of the speech. Mm. But, yes. I mean, one of his, his biggest strengths is just he's this real fucking down-to-earth human guy. I mean, he's he's... He really is <laughs> Joe from Scranton, Uncle Joe. And you, it really comes across every time he gets on stage and uh, addresses the nation. Uh, he, he, <laughs> he doesn't have the same quite artistic way with words as, o- as an Obama or, or as a Clinton. Uh, but in his own way, I mean, he might be one of our more effective presidents when it comes to public speaking uh i personally don't believe this was his best speech and and you know you could fight me on that if you want to you i'll just you know give you my personal opinion and, and it might it might just be because of the moment um where i was personally but i think this is probably his second best speech ever uh the first what was being his first real his inaugural address uh, and, and, and maybe that's just because, <laughs> you know, I, like many of you were probably just emotionally spent, um, in 2021. I mean, we had been through four years of, well, five years of crazy shit with Trump, uh, the pandemic, uh, one six, not knowing if our democracy was going to survive. I mean, fuck, I, I was probably traumatized and that's that's not even to mention like all the personal shit i was dealing with and and that many of you might have been dealing with the time like all piled into one thing and it was like oh this is incredible having this guy get up here and speak to the nation and he gets it he you know realizes this is his moment like his job is to help us heal help us to get through all this trauma to bring some stability back to our country, to our lives. Yeah, that was really reassuring. And at that time, I really needed that. Um, I felt like, yeah, that day was like a big weight lifted off my shoulders. Uh, yeah, same. It was a weight lifted off my shoulders that I didn't realize had been weighing me down for years at that time. It was, <laughs> and and I'm not usually one to get all teary-eyed at these fucking presidential speeches and these dresses. Uh, but I too, even I fucking teared up a little bit. <laughs> so that will be number one for me. Disagree. Uh, we can agree to disagree if you like. But um, I'm, I'm I don't s- think I gave a forceful opinion that this was my, fa- my his best speech. I thought it was very good. Um, honestly, the the inaugural is a little blurry in my mind at this point. So yeah, you and you made a compelling point. But let's fight anyway. <laughs> um, another. It was like another gotcha moment last night, but I really liked how he handled um, after he talked about the fentanyl um, epidemic and the fentanyl deaths. He, you know, very touchingly introduced the family who lost their child to uh, fentanyl addiction. And then uh, they were like, oh, well, then you should close the borders. And he's like, oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. Because, how would you like, guys well, like to how would you guys like to uh, you know address the funding issue of like the border security? And every one of the Republicans were like, uh, nah, bro. 
And that shows you where their priorities are, right? They like to endlessly complain about security at the border, but then when uh, they have the opportunity to address the situation, uh, oh, oh, you see, it's just fake platitudes and endless bitching. They don't actually want to solve the problem. Yeah, that was... Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't think I've ever been, like, you know, moved emotionally but also disgusted at the same time i'm like oh here's this perfect moment um biden set up to talk about this and but also like oh the hypocrisy of these republicans is also disgusting all at the same time very weird combination of feelings i was experiencing all at one moment there Um, well his plan sounded pretty good if they would you know help him enact it like the (laughs) He just came straight out with his plan for increasing the detection technology at the border. And like, I I think he was talking about private carriers, like enlisting private carriers to check more thoroughly for drug, for drugs and stuff. Yeah. Do you guys check? You're going to be in charge of that. (laughs) I think, um, (laughs) well, the best part is, like it's not like they have a fucking plan like they don't have any anything to offer up as a potential solution but look carol if we saw the problem at the border then what would the fuck would they have to complain about and that's, oh, that's they did it. have a solution it was um deterrence by like horrible cruelty that's yeah how'd that work guys how'd that go yeah i mean i i don't know if they get the idea that that actually deterred immigration um, or they just wanted to kidnap a bunch of children from their parents, right? And traffic them around the country. All right. Well, that got depressing again. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't want to. I didn't want to poo-poo on the uh the positive sunny topic of fentanyl deaths. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, uh, <laughs> some other fun moments from the State of the Union. Um, might. I think, uh, you know, is a, <laughs> I don't want to call it fun, but a fairly entertaining exchange between one Mitt Romney and, uh, one George Santos DeVolder Rivace, however the fuck many names he's used. There was a Jewish one in there, but it's already slipped my mind. Cause, Zabrof- you know, Zabrovsky? I don't remember. Yeah, what that's it. Zabrovsky. Oh my God. Um, yeah, where, you know, Romney is basically telling dude, you're a piece of shit. I don't think he used those words exactly, but um, you can kind of quote me on. You need to get the fuck up out of here, in but not in those words. It's like you should be ashamed. <laughs> it was it was it was, <laughs> it was pretty great. Oh oh and oh, this is the best one. All right, so Biden's making his way in, and Santos has positioned himself in in like directly in Biden's path. In, in an attempt to make sure he shakes Biden's hands and, and Biden gets, he like makes his way through. He sees DeVolder Santos right there, looks him in the eye, does not shake his hand, stares him the fuck down and then moves on. It was great. It's perfect moment. Uh, I think it sums up everything that you could possibly. The audacity of that piece of shit to bad. I mean, Romney put it lightly to say you don't belong here. <laughs> the audacity of that man to think that, you know, he still is going to meet the president. The president doesn't know any of this shit. He's like, he's like, oh, goody, I finally made it. 
but it's it's just obvious from his pattern of behavior that he like can't foresee consequences or does just refuses to account for them and doesn't care just like he's just fucking just a fucking sociopath are you talking about santos here yes yeah well he's like this will work i have the feeling um that we're going to like discover a number of bodies in his backyard or something and he will eventually become the subject of multiple true crime podcasts in the future oh for sure do you you remember uh you don't fuck with cats the document, no. the Netflix documentary at the beginning of the oh, pandemic. Well, I didn't watch it. Yeah. The people who found. Okay. Well, spoiler alert. Like it starts with them finding someone who murders cats and to them finding someone who's, who's made people. a real snuff film. Oh, um, I didn't know there was an actual. Okay. That's awful. That's some. Yeah. Hey, so what happened to making this like bright and fun and woo and yeah. Anyway, he reminds me of this serial killer in that movie, which is why I think they should check his bathtub and his freezer. I mean, what really got me is like even his glasses are fake. Like he doesn't actually wear glasses. That was the one where I was like, oh, every literally everything about you isn't real. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) so uh, yeah. Also, side note, I had uh, intended on us playing the game of. uh, name that scandal where we, uh, you know, take turns listing off, uh, George Santos scandal slash lies and whoever ends up with the most wins, uh, we'll, we'll save that from next time when Ty's less high. Uh, <laughs> but man, you can't spell tie without high. I mean, you can, but, <laughs> but they rhyme, you know. I man, I I hadn't intended H I G H Thai Thai. Okay. Uh again, English is difficult when it's your first language. Yeah, um, indeed. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Look, I didn't intend to spend this much time talking about Santos. Uh, Jesus Christ. I don't know how he comes up. I was, like it's insane. We'll we'll tackle that yet another day. Uh but I think that concludes our State of the Union coverage. Um as fun as that was. <laughs> That's all you get. That was plenty. That's all, yeah. So I mean, the thing was a fucking hour long. If you're going to listen to us talk about it for 30 minutes, just go fucking watch the thing, okay? Just just pull up a <laughs> clip. Get the highlights. I mean, it, it was better than us. I guarantee you. A lot you. better, yeah. 